Cuban friends and welcome back to Cubing Corner with G is Cubing. We are joined with the Duke of Cubes from Instagram. Hi. Hello. It's so nice to have you here. So how are you? How are you feeling today? Um, I'm okay today. It's a little bit cold, but apart from that. Oh yeah, it's awful, um, isn't it? I can't solve. My hands get too cold and they just freeze up. <laughs> Just talk me through how how did you get into cubing? How did you start this? What's your cubing story? Um, originally, uh, somebody at work brought in a original Rubik's cube to work, and he was just solving it like within two or three minutes, kind of thing. Ooh. So I had a look, and he talked me through like some of the stages of how he does it, and I kind of just thought I need one of these. And straight after work, I went to Argos and bought one. Um, and I just became addicted from there. <laughs> and then after that, I looked online and realised there's like a whole new world of Rubik's cubes with different it's a designs whole community. and everything. So I started, <laughs> yeah. So I started buying some, and then I got obsessed of trying to find the very best three by three. And I ended up with about eight or nine different ones in a period of three weeks, just to try and find something really good. <laughs> um, and I ended up sticking with a Moyu. How long V2, uh, I think, was my favourite one at the time. So how long ago was this? So you started quite late on. It wasn't um, sort of a childhood um, obsession or passion, was it? Yeah, I, I would say that it was probably about five years ago. And I learned so much of it, probably like like two-look oh, style. Yeah. So I didn't do F2L. I just done corners, edges, two-look PLL, two-look OLL. And oh, I'd done wow. that for a while, and I was around 60 seconds and once I got to a certain stage, I kind of just was on and off with it for probably a year. So I'd solve it a few times a month just so I could remember how to still solve it. Uh, <laughs> I did also get a 7x7 seven seven as well. I missed, I missed out the 4, the 5. The I did six. exactly the it same thing. I went straight to the 7. I'm glad that you yeah. did that. I did exactly the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, and as soon as I got it, I just looked at it and I was like, oh my God, what do I do with it? <laughs> um, and at the, at the time, like five years ago or so, there wasn't as much out there online. So I wasn't in any Facebook groups, Instagram, um, and I was just kind of Googling things. So I didn't really look at YouTube videos much. So oh, I kind really? of fumbled my way through it. Um, it took me originally was like 30 minutes when I was solving this, which I thought I was brilliant at the time. <laughs> and obviously when you see people who solve it in real life and they get like two or three minutes. I'd done, uh, my first competition was last week and I managed to solve it in seven minutes, 36. So it's a big difference from 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Your first competition, that was in Ireland. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this. How was, it, how was that for you? It was, yeah. It was brilliant. I quite enjoyed the journey over there. It was only like a 50-minute flight. An exciting little trip there. Was it as nerve-wracking as everyone, you know, says it is? Was it as scary as that? Or was it... Did you find it more fun? No, it was... There was some parts that I was nervous about, but not really for my times. Like, I know where my capability is and I know what I can solve. So I wasn't going to the competition to compete kind of against other people because I know generally most people are faster than me so it was kind of just going for my own profile to have my own official records and kind of compete against myself the, the part that I was more nervous about was not knowing what to do and not actually the solving so because I solve on live stream a lot and I make mistakes all the time and mm. get angry and just 
stopped solving halfway through in a mood kind of thing. So I wasn't bothered <laughs> about people watching me and being slow as such. Um, it was kind of like turning up and how do I register? Where do I sit? They were asking everybody to be judges. So it's like, how do I judge? Do I stop, stop watch at the right time? Do I take? Oh, you had to judge. The, you get like a scorecard. Uh, and on the back of it is all the events, which ones you're, uh, you are entered for, and the markdown, which ones they'd like you to judge. It, it's nothing complex, but because you haven't done it before, like your first time, like was quite nervous, and I ended up being to judge for, I can't remember the person's name, um, but <laughs> That's not from Megaminx, <laughs> and he he broke the Spanish national record for Megaminx, and I was his judge. And I was his judge, so I was like quite excited to be part of that. After his first solve, he he thought he got the national record then, but as he dropped it, it flipped a little bit, so I, it was a plus two. So after that, I was like, oh my God, this guy's really good. So <laughs> when I was starting the timer and he started, I just didn't dare move. I was just sat there like, don't move, don't put them off, because this guy's really good. Um, I just wanted to explain for anyone that's sort of new to cubing, doesn't really know what's going on. So WCA is the World Cubing Association, and it's basically who run all the competitions all over the world and how everyone breaks records and kind of head of the cubing world. And a plus two, which you mentioned earlier, is... uh, Well, do you want to explain a plus two? Uh, Plus two is basically if... The cube isn't completely solved. Uh, so let's say you have one layer that is over 45 degrees off would be classed as a plus two seconds penalty. So if it's more than 90 degrees off, say it was like 180 degrees off, then it would be a DNF. That's like you don't, don't get a time. Wanted to ask as well, In would you class this as your biggest achievement going to the your first competition or like what is your biggest uh, achievement in your sort of cubing career, if you will? <laughs> I wouldn't say the competition's my biggest achievement. It was probably a really fun one. Uh, and I've got like loads of like daft little stories I can tell where I made mistakes. <laughs> so like so my very first official solve ever, because when I'm at home, you solve the cube, you put it down and you reset the timer. So I've done the solve, put it down, looked at the time and I clicked reset straight away. And then the judge next to me just looked at me and I was like, what? And he was like, you just reset the time I and mean, I didn't see the time. I was like, oh my God. So I got a DNF straight away. Oh no. So there, there was that mistake. Yeah, yeah. So I just looked at him and I was like, and obviously a lot of the judges are, are only kids because they use people who are actually part of the competition. Yeah, so they're quite so young. little boy's just looking at me as to say, who's this stupid man? <laughs> oh, and I then love the, that. Same, the same kid later, I was doing four by four and I got a PB straight away, so I was dead happy. Which and it got below the cutoff time, which means you get to do like an average of five. So on the last solve, though, I picked it up, and after the inspection, I just started solving it. And he's looking at me, and I was like, "Is everything okay?" He was like, "You didn't start the timer." I was like, "Oh no, I've got another DNF." So I've got lots of lots of daft things that, that I could pass on to other people <laughs> of what else to do. Yeah, I was thinking about making a little idiot's guide of what not to do on a, on a YouTube video. <laughs> but um, uh, biggest achievement, though, um, I would probably probably have to say my Instagram account. Oh, how did that start, really, actually? I meant because... to ask you about that. How did that kind of come about? And the name Duke of Cubes, where did you get that from? So every, everything, everything started as a bit of a joke, really. So <laughs> I'm in a, a Facebook group where... 
talk to X amount of people and there's a few of us got a bit closer and we have like private, like small private group chats. Um, so I was on about a few ideas I had for the video I wanted to make. And it was like a joke video at first with like a, a couple of other ideas for like normal ones. Yeah. Uh, and he said, oh, well, why don't you make like a, a proper YouTube account and make it like real? So we were just thinking of names for a few days and he came up with the Duke of Cubes. Because there were a lot of other ones that I was like checking out and they were already taken. So I had a quick search in YouTube and that one wasn't taken. So I thought, okay, we'll we'll go with that. And I decided to make the YouTube like properly, even though the videos were a little bit silly at the time. And after I started making a few, I thought, this is quite fun, actually. But it was quite hard to get the videos to rank at any kind of level that people would find. I think that's quite difficult with yeah. a lot of things on YouTube, especially with all the big creators out there already. Yeah, like and it is a, a very sort of tutorial. It's a very niche market that we're kind of catering to. Yeah. So that as well, plus you know, obviously Tingman yeah. and Jperm, all the like big YouTube names yeah. out there. It's hard to even get a look in. Well, one of them that was lacking was there wasn't really a, a great clock tutorial, so. I thought, oh, I'm going to make one, and I put loads of effort in, and I made PDF so people could download the PDF versions and everything. And then it was doing quite well, and then literally two or three weeks later, JPM brings out a clock tutorial, and then the first, like, eight seconds was 13,000 hits, and I was just like, no. <laughs> but it, it's, still do, it's still doing okay. I think it's got about 6,000 views at the minute, which is more than I ever thought. Oh, wow, you're doing really well. Um, oh, can I just jump in there? Yeah, the um, clock... Yeah. Just for all you newbies out there, the clock is a WCA event, and I actually don't know what the clock is. I'm a really bad. <laughs> don't know what it is. I've never. Yeah. I've not solved the clock before. Oh, you need to get one. You need to get one because I know a really good tutorial. I just. I don't. Is it about time? The um, clock. The clock. No. Uh, not really. It's not like. Not like a clock. Clock. <laughs> it's called a clock because each each dial. So there's nine dials on both sides and the there's like dots that would go around like like a clock so 12 1 2 3 4 5 6 yeah all the way back around that's why it's called clock <laughs> um and you you basically just align all the uh, arrows have to point the same way not arrows but like pointers oh that sounds all right that doesn't sound <laughs> so too tricky they, yeah so as you turn but it's got four pins so as you move one pin and use the dial it would turn Maybe it's the top right three. But the oh. other one would move. But if you used another dial, it would move other ones. So they all move differently. You don't move them one at a time. Oh, okay. So it sounds a little bit more... Like a love-hate event. <laughs> sounds a little bit more complicated than I thought. I did see, I don't know what post it was, but it was a, it was like a like those meme cube accounts and it was a post saying, what is the worst WCA event? And it, all of everyone was just saying, oh, it's clock, it's the clock, which yeah. I don't know if I can comment on because I'm not sort of familiar with it. But in your opinion, what is the worst WCA event? We'll try not to get in trouble by saying this. Oh, four by four. Four by four is probably my worst because it's just evil. So you think you're doing fine, and then suddenly it'll go, oh, there's a parody. Oh, actually, that's a point. Do you think for sort of odd and even cubes, I kind of avoid even cubes. I have them just because I want to have every cube ever, but I generally avoid them because I hate all the parodies. But do you think in solving and in competitions, it's about luck when solving even cubes to be able to get a good time? Um, I think look 
would have a little bit to do with it as well. Obviously, you've got to be have skill and you could look ahead so you could recognise what's coming up in the last layer rather yeah. than like me where you stare at it for 10 seconds and then think, oh yeah, it's this. Following on from that, difficult cubes. What was the hardest cube that you've ever had to solve? Is there one that's like beaten you yet? I feel like there isn't. You seem like a very well-rounded cuber. Uh, not not WCA ones, but uh, there is the Moyu puppet cubes. Oh, I've seen those. Are, They're horrendous looking. Oh, yeah. So th- they are like, I can't solve them. I've tried even to follow a tutorial. The <laughs> tutorial I seen was in, um, it wasn't in English, but I had subtitles. Oh, that doesn't make and it, it easier. And <laughs> so much, but, but even then I was just like, what is going on? So I managed to get it back to a square shape by pure chance. But those like little square pieces inside, I was just like, just I can't do it. <laughs> they're, they're probably the only cubes that I've got that I can't solve at the minute. I'm sure there's other ones, but those those are just an absolute nightmare. <laughs> I've actually never tried it myself. For those of you that don't know, a puppet cube is basically like a shape shifting shape shifting cube. So when it's in its solved state, it looks like a well, not like a regular cube, but it is a square shape. Um, but when it's scrambled, it sort of it kind of looks like it's been stepped on a little bit, like it all sort of moves out of yeah. out of place. But with the puppet cubes, it's weird because the pieces inside, instead of having your normal sort of three by three, they're all different sizes. So it makes it all kind of crazy. Yep. <laughs> it's like, I know where I want to go, but yeah. you're not letting me get there. How is this going to work? Yeah, that's exactly what it does. But back to the Instagram account. Oh yeah, carry on. Yeah, so I've done the YouTube originally and then I started the Instagram account purely to try and help publish or promote my YouTube account. And then after I created the Instagram account, I seen there was like a little Cuban Cuban community on there. And then yeah. I started seeing other people's posts. And then there's a few people on there I seen who done cube patterns. And as soon as I seen some of them, I was like, oh my God, they, these are amazing. Yeah, and they I are start, crazy cube patterns. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's when I started myself to think, wow, I want to try and do that. And that, that's kind of how the Instagram totally took over everything else I was doing so I just got obsessed with these patterns Instagram kind of developed like that and I got a, a notification from Cameron and I was like oh isn't that Cameron who owns Speed Cube Shop I was like oh okay so I opened it and that's then he was asked saying he loves my Instagram profile and offered me sponsorship and at the time I actually said no but I, was, <laughs> I explained I said oh, I said I said, I'm quite worried that when I go back to work, I'm not going to have any time and I don't want to like let you down. Oh, yeah, that's You've offered me sponsorship and then suddenly I'm not really doing much. So we had a chat for a few weeks and it was super cool about it. He pretty much just said, it's your profile. You just do whatever you want, really. So that that was probably the highlight of anything I've done Cuban-wise. Not really, not the fact that I am sponsored, more the fact that somebody like Cameron speak cube shop like enjoyed my stuff enough to say i want i would like to sponsor you that was kind of oh when you get that message than... that moment there's nothing like it i yeah. was in the house on my own when i got my message and i i was i jumped up and down i was like a little girl i was so excited just because it's yeah it's like i've been doing this it and it's my favorite thing and really. now yeah and now people are noticing that i'm i'm good at this and i'm making something out of it which is just an incredible feeling mm-hmm. 
we're actually kind of rivals technically <laughs> are we allowed to be talking bit, yeah. <laughs> sponsored by That's different right, companies we're probably not allowed to be friends at all you know don't tell anyone <laughs> i know we'll have to we'll have to uh, never talk again after this <laughs> in terms of um your collection um there's kind of two categories isn't there uh cube collectors and speed cubers i feel sometimes like people try and be both but like yeah there's normally a bit of a split what would you class yourself yeah. as and how many cubes are in your collection Ooh. um last time i counted roughly there was about 85 wow to 90. <laughs> a lot of them are like kind of duplicates so at work i have like a replica of all the WCA events so I can just kind of do some at work. So I've got like... Betty Boss loves two, that. Two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven. Yeah. So I've got all, all them at work. Um, and I've probably got like more three by threes than everything else. Yeah. Just because that seems, that's like the main the main event. It's one that started uh, it all. And I also... <laughs> yeah. I've kind of got like eight, eight of the same cube which I use when I'm practicing multi-blind. So I've got eight RS3Ms which I use for that. So outside of the WCA ones, though, I did start going through a stage where I liked all like the weird shape mod ones for your Master Morphic. Yeah, they impress um, people. They impress people more if they look crazy or if they're really big cubes. That's what I used yeah. to start doing just because people think it looked insane. It's like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, my favourite one's probably the 4 by 4 Axis Cube by Moyu, which you can't get anymore. Oh, what's which that? Which is a shame because it's really nice. So it's, it's like, do you know the 3 by 3 Axis Cube? I don't. I really don't know what that is. <laughs> kind of kind of looks like it's got like a triangle in the middle oh that sounds awful so it's it looks really cool when it when it's scrambled like there's bits like sticking up oh okay so, so it's all like shape-shifting cool. right okay yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool and i got i got this before a normal four by four just jump straight I didn't in know about <laughs> yeah well and i didn't know about parodies like all parodies or how to cycle centers or anything Oh. <laughs> so I'm trying to solve this 4x4 four four axis cube thinking oh, it'll just be the same as a 3x3. Three three. Yeah, no, um, no, no. <laughs> I've got to the point now where it's sort of, am I, because I don't speed solve anything other than the 3x3. Three three. That's all beyond me. I can solve them, but n no no speed, thank you. Yeah. Um, there's no point in me really getting and rebuying sort of 4x4s four and, you know, 7x7s, seven any of that. I love solving them, but I don't yeah. need a million different kinds of them. But I am still... I haven't, <laughs> everyone's going to laugh at me. The Pyraminx, I think I've maybe solved it <laughs> yeah. once. Yeah, in my, whole... uh, <laughs> in my whole life. I hate the Pyraminx. <laughs> I just don't. Pyraminx and cube. It's not a cube, technically. Don't shoot me for saying it. It may be part of the cubing world, but it's a triangle and it doesn't interest me. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> it, for me, it's like, I know what I want to do on the turn, but... It, I, I can't hold it. It's just like yeah. it's like holding jelly. It is, isn't it? Like, it's like just you, slippery. Just bits randomly move, or the the corner will twist, or the full thing will just kind of yeah wobble in your hands, and then bits have turned all over the place. It's not definitely for me. one I can't do. Yeah, I, I like the um, the master morph. I don't know how you say that. The shape shifting one that master is kind morphic. of that's the one. I think that's brilliant because it looks it looks cool yeah, when you scramble it. it. You solve it like a, yeah, you solve it like a three sides, by yeah. three. And everyone that doesn't know what's going yeah. on thinks you're, you know, a scientist. Like they think you're insanely <laughs> clever. And I can't, I kind of live for that. I love that. Um, have you got any 
overall aims that you'd like to do with cubing in general, whether it's competition-wise or with your Instagram and stuff? Oh, that's a good question, actually. I've not been asked that before. So for me, I think when I when I started cubing, the I couldn't solve it straight away. I was quite young. I was at my grandparents. And I instantly went on YouTube because I was like, someone will know how to do this. And I found this um, YouTube video. I actually can't find it on the internet anymore, which makes me really sad because I wanted to I wanted to sort of reach out now and be like, thank you so much. You know, I've done all this because of you. Um, but I can't find it. So I've always wanted to sort of do my own YouTube channel, but I'm just a bit scared. But now I've got sort of the Instagram and it's gained quite a bit of a following. And now the podcast, I feel like I'm making the steps to be able to get there. But that's always a big fear for me, <laughs> just to be able to do YouTube. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, goal in life, I just want to meet Felix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that kind of the goal. Good. I want to meet oh, that Felix. That was actually... That was going to be my next question. If you could pick some people um, anywhere in the world to meet, Cuban-wise, who who would it be? Oh, that's a great question. Apart, um, apart from Felix. Well, Felix, obviously, because he was kind of the first person I was aware of that was kind of a Cuban celebrity, and I was like, you are so cool. Um, and I think he's kind of, he's just a nice person. Everyone loves him. I also really yeah. wanted to meet, after the, uh, the Speed Cuban documentary, which I feel like I'm going to me- mention every episode, um, Max, I want to meet Max Park, and I also want to meet Tingman on YouTube. Yes, I think he's lovely. Yes. I want to uh, meet Tingman and Ola. My two, my two would be Tingman and Sean from Speaky Review. Uh, Sean, I really like Sean. He's in a Facebook group I'm in, and originally when I was trying to learn FMC, uh, if you know what that is, it, it's if you don't, it's fewest move competition where you solve the you get an hour to solve in the minimal amount of turns. Oh, okay. So okay. He, he really loves this event, and I was struggling a lot. And at the time, I didn't really know who he was. And he was sending me messages, sending me videos, trying to help me. And I looked at the map, and I was like, "Oh, wait there, that's the same map as this guy on YouTube." And I was like, "Oh my god, it is this guy on YouTube." <laughs> but Sean, in general, helps everyone as much as he can, like. Not for his personal gain, he's he just really helpful, lovely person. And Tingman is just awesome as well. Yeah. Um, Ting, Tingman, I talk to Tingman now and again, just like little brief conversations. Oh, wow. And <laughs> it, it's really weird because obviously it's Tingman and I'm just me. <laughs> but you see my picture in, uh, see my picture on Facebook somewhere. And obviously it's just, this was his real normal profile account and this person's talking saying, oh, that's brilliant. Um, I'll add you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then a few minutes later, Tingman popped up saying, Tingman is following you. And I was like, what wow. the heck? And then I looked at this person on Facebook. I was like, oh my God, that's Tingman. <laughs> and like, the excitement at that time was just like, oh my God. It's like but celebrities, he, he is isn't it? A genuine, nice person, yeah. Yeah. He's well, a really, really nice person. If you can hear us, Tingman and Felix and all of you out there, Please get in touch. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Come come over to England. <laughs> All of you come to England, please. There's not enough of us out here. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you very much for featuring on the second episode of Cubing Corner. I'm sure we'll have you back again soon. And yeah, Merry Christmas. You too. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. We'll catch you next time on Cubing Corner, uh, probably after Christmas. It's been G is Cubing. See you later, gang. Bye.